everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Cancer Cured Me podcast. Russell Peaton here again. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you a good friend of mine who I've known for over 20 years. And quite honestly, he's a gentleman that I talk about when I shared my story in a previous podcast about the one who referred me ultimately to the Rubio Cancer Center, where I was ultimately cured of my cancer eight years ago. Uh, he's a great friend, uh, just a great guy, and all around just an amazing man. And I'm so excited to have him on today to, to share his incredible story about how he went through his cancer journey and what his journey has done for he and his family. So with that, Brooks Workhouser, welcome to the welcome to the Cancer Cure Me podcast, brother. What fun to be here, Russell. You're a special guy. And uh, hey, we, we've had fun in that clinic. Yeah. Graduating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both graduated with with flying colors from the Rubio Cancer Center. So, Amen. man, I've as I've talked again, as I mentioned briefly, I've talked a lot on this podcast about my cancer journey when I found out I had cancer, and and uh, and you kind of know a little bit about that. You know, I had decided uh, not to do conventional therapy because I watched my father in law die from the same cancer I had, lymphoma. Now, obviously, he was much older than I. He had a lot of other. Things going on. He was diabetic. He had quadruple bypass. He was in the, not in the same health shape I was, but I, I literally watched him die from the what Carol and I believe from the treatment, not necessarily from the cancer. So we decided we were not going to go conventional route. And so when I got the diagnosis back in July of 2013, I uh, decided not. I went and met with my oncologist who told me, "Hey, we can get you started on chemo on Friday, and this is on a Monday." And uh, we never went back and. And I started this whole alternative cancer journey. And, and uh, you know, I, I did that for about a year and then ended up having to have chemo because uh, the mass in my chest had gotten so large. Ended up having to go back to that same oncologist to get chemotherapy. But I was more in control of my treatment. I wasn't just letting her take me down the, the road. I decided how many treatments I was going to get and all that. But I've already told that story in a previous episode. But then at the same time, around that same time, you were just finishing up your cancer journey. And I didn't. And because of the company that we're a part of together, Legal Shield, I had heard that you had on our Monday calls. I'd heard that you had gone to Mexico to, and to, to, for treatment, and it had been done. And so, can you just, if you wouldn't mind, just sharing briefly your cancer journey when you found out, how you found out, and what happened next? Be glad to, Russell. Um, it's you know, it started I guess over eleven years ago. And um, I got a diagnosis. I had a blood test to buy some health insurance and got a diagnosis, which um, you don't like getting those diagnoses <laughs> or whatever the right word is. That's and, right. Um, so, so I then um, I was scheduled. I went to a what do you call them? A urologist, and they did a um, whatever you call that thing. They you know where they get the the tissue and study it and then tell you, Hey, you're, you're dealing with, uh, prostate cancer and, um, never did ask to what extent did later find out way down the road that it was stage four. I didn't want to know. Uh, <laughs> I really didn't want to do this. I really didn't. I was all set to do the surgery and my wife got a call from somebody at our church and said, would you consider Mexico? My wife calls me, said, would you consider Mexico? I said, no way. <laughs> and then, you know, if you're, if you're spiritual or sometimes you might even not be spiritual and the Holy spirit talks to you. Right. And it was deep down inside. I didn't hear a voice. I got a uh, kind of an unction as you may call it. It said, 
this person that brought you this information knows something that you need to take a look at. You need to, this is credible. And the essence of it was, uh, she knew, um, gosh, I can't remember her name right now, but her husband is a pastor who has in the last few years passed away, but she was there for a level three cervical cancer and whatever it was, she was, she was doing good. She wasn't too far out of the treatment. I got the opportunity to talk to her and one other person and decided to not do the surgery and go to Rubio sometime in, in January. And my, in, in between the time that I canceled surgery and then was going to go to Rubio, I get attacked by my sister <laughs> and my two children who she's talked to. And keep in mind, my father was a physician, a doctor, a medical doctor. He was uh, a general practitioner. One of the main things I remember him talking about as it related to cancer was when you get a diagnosis and they start treating you, you're, you know, you'll feel great if you live five years, huh. but he, he was not a big medical doctor. He was more of, um, he did house calls. He, he was general practitioner. Mm -hmm. he, he wasn't an expert, but he was great at diagnosis. That was according to my great uncle, who was also a doctor. And I think today that if my father were to, he knows what I did, you know, he's in heaven and, uh, he's proud of me. My sister had breast cancer, also had, uh, cancer in the tongue. You call that, there was a name for it. I, I don't study a lot of cancer. I study healing. That was, that was my focus. Um, I told my sister, my kids, I said, Hey, you got to be on my side here. I'm the one who deciding to do this. But right. I said, I tell you what, if I get down there to Rubio and he or that clinic, and I don't like the way it feels or what he says, I'll, um, I'll, something popped up on my screen. I'll, um, I'll come home. I'll, I'll leave. I won't do it if it doesn't feel right. And when I met with Dr. Rubio and his lady who had helped me, I guess, get into things down there, Carolyn Gross, right. I, um, Dr. Rubio, one of the things he was going through all sorts of stuff that I didn't really pay any attention to until he said, you got to pray, you got to believe, and you got to follow my instructions. <laughs> and I knew that I was, that, that, that he, he told me I played a part in this. Right. And that he knew what he was doing and I needed to, you know, pray to God, talk to Jesus and get tuned in to my side of what it was. And this is one thing that's real crazy. While I'm sitting in that room talking to him, there's a knock on his little portal window that had a lever on it. And he, he said, excuse me just a minute. And it's his shoeshine man outside the window. And he tells him in Spanish, hey, I'm busy in here. You can come back later. But that was some levity that told me something about the man his heart, not only his expertise, but what his mission was. And, you know, I went down there to play my part and let him do his part. I actually did some, some training with some of the, some of the Amish patients on healing. One, one of the guys wanted that book that was in my room that was in my closet. It wasn't my book. It was just a book in there and it was talking about cancer. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, man, you don't need to be studying that book. You need to be studying the Bible. Right. You know, Dr. Rubio's got that book. You <laughs> need to be studying healing and health. <laughs> exactly. that, that was because I'd been through a lot of things. You know, I won a Hummer at Legal Shield in 2014. And it came about because I believed and I learned how to believe and I learned how to focus on belief. And then later on, I won a Mustang because I believed. And then I got healed four years later, I guess you'd say 2012, because I believed. Right. So I, I did my part. You know, you go into the clinic and they start telling you, we got these protocols. And one of them's this foot bath. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's enemas. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, which, uh, I, I did them all, you know, you're on these drips, you're on the enemas, the color therapy. Yeah. Uh, it didn't make sense to me, but I did it. The, uh, Rife therapy. Right. I, I studied about Dr. Rife before I went to Rubio because Dr. Rife had figured out some things as it related to cancer. But the AMA, American Medical Association, had totally discredited him because he had found something that worked different from cut, which is surgery, burn, which is radiation, and poison, which is chemo. Right. Cut, burn, and poison, I wanted no part of and really got built on that the longer I was down there. Now, I will tell you this. I went to see the doctor. One last time in Mississippi, the urologist, and I said, I want you to check me one more time to make sure that it hadn't left. And, you know, the, the, the whatever diagnosis he gave me. Right. And, um, and after he did whatever he did, he said, you still got it. And um, I said, well, doctor, have you ever seen a miracle? And he said, I don't think it'll just go away. And I said, to myself, I'm in the wrong room. Ooh. And that's when I, that's when I decided that I needed to go to alternative treatment because here was a guy that I had prepaid, which I got the money back. And I'd also paid the hospital and was going to go in on Monday morning and decided on Friday afternoon, I ain't going mm. and cancel it. And even the doctor called me because that was going to be three or $4,000 to him, but his, his whole deal was, I'm going to fix you. And when Dr. Rubio said, we're in this game together, I felt better. Wow. And it wasn't instantaneous. My ride at Rubio wasn't, wasn't fun and games. I met a whole lot of good people still in contact with several and have referred tons of people into there. Dr. Rubio is a, um, he's a pioneer. He's a, He's a driven man. He and his son. You know, one of the reasons I went down there because his first name is Geronimo. <laughs> now, there's some there's some dumb reasons for me to haven't gone there, but I have to have some levity in life. And I pictured us running the halls in the Rubio Clinic yelling <laughs> Geronimo. <laughs> and and you may know this and you may not, but his son is Geronimo right. Jr. So I believe in double, <laughs> you know, you can double your pleasure. You can double your income. You can double anything. You just gotta, you gotta go for it. You gotta believe. Um, sure. also he's known as the Tijuana tumor 
Terminator. Huh. And he ter- he terminated your tumor. Uh, yep, he did. My brain. Absolutely. I mean, brain lesions. That's serious business. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, I felt like I was on a mission. Still am on a mission. You know, I sent you something the other day as it relates to a guy named Keith Moore. Yep. Listen to it this morning. Morelife.org. You know, Keith Moore is from a community in Mississippi. A community, not even a city. He's a Mississippian. That, that's I like that because we are simple people. We are Mississippians are simple people, and the simpler it is, the better. But Doc um, Keith Moore was with Kenneth Hagen for twenty plus years before he went out into his own ministry, and he headed up the healing area of Rama Bible College. But with that, I know I've rambled on here. I get excited about. Um, this mission, you know, it's my daddy, you know, his deal was five years and here I am 11 years out. Right. Going strong. The best is is yet to come. The best is yet to come. That's what you always say. And Brooks, thanks so much for sharing that. I mean, I had forgotten about the Tijuana tumor terminator. (laughs) (laughs) That was in the brochure. Yeah. (laughs) Or the little book. And, um, yeah, I, and I, you know, I did everything you did, and I'm, and I, I'm not going to, you know, bore the the listeners by repeating something I did on a previous episode. But yeah, I mean, the the foot bath, the rife therapy. I remember sitting there, you know, it's it's a funny thing when you, and they had a little healing, not healing, they have a little uh, detox center. Uh, they're right on the premises, and you go in there, and and Michelle, I guess Michelle, was she there when you were there, Michelle? So, oh yeah, I'm connected with her on Facebook. Okay, so, so Michelle, she set, hooks me up and she says, put your feet in this in this tub of water. And she puts this electrode thing in there. She plugs into the wall. And then she says, grab a hold of these two electrodes, the right there. I said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the sharpest tool, but something tells me that electricity and water, this just, are you sure about this? <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, we all want medicine, surgery. And a quick fix. And some right. people get an instantaneous miracle. Yeah. And some people get a faith miracle. It's like going to the weight room and lifting. You got to build your faith muscle. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, look, yep. one last question, Brooks, and I, I appreciate your story because I to kind of tie it back in to the, the podcast is, uh, and again, you and I both have re- re- referred a ton of folks to Rubio. I, I, don't, I mean, probably 40 plus I have. You're probably right in that same neighborhood. And, um, but how, you know, I talk a lot. And the reason I had this idea for the podcast was I was telling someone my story and uh, one of my, one of my associates and she said to me, she says, you know what, Russell, that's, that's, it's this cancer. Yeah. You got cured. But what you're telling me is that cancer cured you. And I said, you know what? I never thought about that because it's going through this whole journey made me a better father, a better husband a better leader in my business, a better leader in my church. Um, it's certainly strengthened my faith walk with Jesus. And so, I mean, it's, I am grateful for the experience. Obviously I'm grateful for Dr. Rubio and like you, Dr. Rubio, the very first time I met him, I sat right there on, in room seven, sat on that bed. And he and he and junior walked in, they sat down on the other bed and they just said, Dr. Rubio looked me in the eye. And I'm thinking I got all my, my stuff, my scans and paperwork and tests. 
He said, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll do our own tests, our own scans. We'll do that later today. He says, but I want to tell you, he says, God's going to heal you. He's just going to use me to do it. That's what he told me. <laughs> and I remember you telling me your story, and I thought, you know, that's exactly what Brooks said. So, yeah, and, yeah. And I, and again, I don't want this is not about me. This episode's about you, but how I know what, can, what this journey has done for me in terms of how it cured me and made me a better man. How would you say this journey has cured you? And I know cured may be a, a weird word to use, but how would, what, what about you? How would you answer that? I've believed in miracles all my life. For some reason, I was the only person in my house when we go to church on Sunday that was watching, what's his name? Um, Oral Roberts. And that set some things in motion. Huh. Um, I mean, miracles, miracles abound. They, they don't just happen every once in a while. They abound day in and day out. Yes, sir. You got to believe. And this is a very strong foundation that I continue to stand on to encourage others. I, I sent out some other videos this morning to some people that, that I think can use some dosage that will pay attention. But it's just, it's made that, that miracle attitude just solid as a rock. You're exactly right. That's, well, that, that's, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad cancer cured me and I didn't have a bad case of it. I was just sent there to, um, well, you were tell the story. <laughs> well, you didn't know uh, you had well, a bad case of it. Well, you, you mean to a lot of people, that's a death sentence. Right. And sometimes you don't want the dead death sentence read to you because spoken words stay in motion. Right. And I didn't want that spoken over me. Didn't want to ask. Right. Didn't, didn't even want to have, didn't, didn't, that stuff was an insult to me. I don't even like the word. I like just, as a, it starts with the word C and right. it's not Jesus Christ. It's that <laughs> other enemy. Yeah. I didn't even like writing it. I just put gotcha. so many people that I've seen just die because right. they got a diagnosis. And they become the diagnosis, you know, they feel like, and I, I agree with that, you know, people that words are powerful, you know, and, and if you believe like you and I believe that we're creating God's image, you know, God created the earth by speaking into existence, you know, and so I think we have that same power of the tongue. So I'm like you, I, I'm always careful to use where I don't let my kids use words like can't and, and uh, yeah. like that. I just, you know, because words are powerful. And as you said, and to use your words, words stay in motion and they're looking to fulfill whatever destiny the words are supposed to fill. And I think that's so important. So faith, they, they frame you, they frame you, Yeah, you know, you've heard of somebody getting framed in a, in a, in a, um, in a criminal act or whatever. Well, you know, you can frame yourself by the words you speak. Right. And, um, I just, there was another thought that I had, but it's come and gone. <laughs> that's okay brother well look i mean i appreciate you've already given me more time than i asked you for i just thank you this is uh one of our in, kind of inaugural episodes and and uh and i was so glad we started off with because again guys this is the same gentleman my friend brooks workheiser who referred me to the rubio cancer center and literally saved my life you know god cured me doctor with dr rubio's help but if it wasn't for brooks which is obviously it's not a, he and i understand and <laughs> Most of you understood there's no accidents, 
I don't, Bricks, I always say that I don't believe in, in accents. I believe in virtuous intersection. And I might have gotten that. There you go. I might have gotten that from you. I so many things I picked up from you. I believe everything happens for a reason. There was a reason why you just went to Rubio, even though everyone's telling you, telling you not to, your daughter, uh, your, your your sister, and and then you went anyway. And then, you know, I don't know if you remember when I was, I'd heard and I'd called you and we were both going to be going to Florida for something, some meeting, or maybe we were going to Dallas for a flying. Dallas? We ended yeah. up meeting. We were going to, I was, my goal was to meet and talk with you and get the details about this Mexico place when I saw you, but we just happened to be walking, you yeah. know, to, from the terminal to the hotel right, and we, you know, it wouldn't happen. It was, God, I mean, we sat down, we, were, we weren't even in the hotel yet. We we're still in the airport and we sat down on a bench and you, yeah. gave me, you told me about Rubio and your story in a nutshell. And then you gave me a little booklet. God's, God's healing power, I think is the book. God's creative power. Yeah. God's creative power for healing. I think is the name of the yeah. book. And I've given that, I've, Carol and I have ordered multiple copies of that book. And we give it to everybody who, who we refer to Rubio and others just because it's a great book. In fact, my wife, Carol, uh, as you know, is at Rubio right now, just finishing up her treatment. She'll be home in a couple of days. And she's got that book and she reads it every day, multiple times a day. And, uh, and I, again, well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I have, I have scripture. I have healing scripture that I read three or four times a day. And it was, it was, it was more than a hundred and it might've been 200 that I read out loud a day. Yeah. And part of the, part of the, the process is as you speak, you're listening to yourself say things and those words, I mean, I was, this, this will get a little, whatever. Um, I had a lot of upsets, wasn't upset stomach, but there was a situation that was going on. And a lot of people talk about this when they go to Mexico where they, you know, they have diarrhea and right. I had, I had significant issues with that. And while I was dealing with it, I was speaking different than what was going on. I was claiming my healing. I wasn't feeling good at right. all. Right. And, and kept saying those scriptures and, and believing and here it came. Here wasn't just, wasn't just in a minute. It was a few minutes. <laughs> a few minutes on the toilet and a few more weeks at Rubio. And well, but anybody, well, sometimes they didn't make it to the toilet, but uh, <laughs> that was just the part of the experience. <laughs> I mean, when, when you got a situation, you got one, but I would yeah, be exactly. glad to talk to anybody who wanted to talk to me that's listening to this podcast. That's, that's been my mission since I went. And that's and mine as well, man. So, brother, I thank right. you so much for your time. And uh, I'll let you get back to your beautiful wife, Celeste, and those grandbabies that I see pictures of all the time. And <laughs> and uh, I thank you for your time. And uh, and that's it. All right, guys. So that that uh, wraps up this episode of the Cancer Cure Me podcast. I'm Russell Peden. And again, if you if you haven't already, you know, subscribe to the podcast download this episode, share this episode with someone that you know, so they can hear this amazing story about faith. That's what I got from Brooks Workheiser today is faith is the most important thing uh, in your in your cancer journey. Now, some of you may not have cancer as you listen to this episode, but, but still, exactly. you, you need to hear this anyway, because faith in every area of your life is what it's going to take, because God's going to take you through whatever you're going through, good, bad, or different. But if you maintain your faith and strengthen your faith, you can overcome just about anything. So with that, thanks so much. 